1: This is the final word daily on a day when there is no cricket. Jeff Lemon and Bharat Sundaresan coming to you from the very plush team hotel in Delhi where we've just been speaking to Australian coach Andrew McDonald. Everybody trying to get their heads around the chaotic events of the last 24 hours. We thought that it was so wild that we actually needed to come back to it after a night's sleep and and just have another little think of, about how things have gone on uh, the show is brought to you by the visit melbourne campaign visit and uh before we get there before we get to andrew mcdonald Bharat, you are launching your book in delhi on wednesday so we thought why not invite people on the internet who might live in delhi and who might want to come uh tell us where is it when is it what's happening
0: Alright. Firstly, before we even get into that, if you see me looking longingly in that direction, it's because there's this really nice swimming pool. And uh, and the background to that is for 15 years that I've been covering cricket, I've always travelled with my swimming gear, my shorts, my cap and my goggles. And never ever lived in a hotel with a swimming pool. So I've never had any use for it on tour. But we live in hope, don't we? Uh Uh, But yes, the book is finally out there. It's called The Miracle Makers, Barastandare Sin with... Gaurav Joshi, who has flown all the way from Australia to be there for the book launch, and we're doing two. Uh, there's one in Delhi on the 22nd, like you said, on Wednesday, and we're doing another one in Mumbai where Jeff Lemon will be there as well. Uh, so I'll tell I'll you. I'll be at both. Yeah, you'll be at both. That's yeah. right. Like yeah.
1: I'm hosting it. I have to like talk him up to the audience. So it's it's at the Penguin Bookstore. It give give the, me the name.
0: I'll tell you the name. It's called uh, Penguin at Kunzum. It's uh, an M-Block market in Greater Kailash, GK2, as uh, the people of Delhi call it. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's 5 p.m. Come, say hello. You know, you, it's always a lot of love to share with you guys. And uh, it is, of course, about that famous series when India came to Australia and in the midst of the greatest pandemic uh, the world has seen, unfortunately, in the last uh, 100 years and beat Australia for the second time uh, in two years and also ended Australia's reign at the Gaba, uh, the unbeaten run that they had for so long. Basically, uh, much like the Undertaker's unbeaten run at WrestleMania, they ended it at the Gaba. So it's it's about that series. It's about that tour. A lot of uh, stories from behind the scenes. There's also uh, chapters about the key key characters. A lot of Ravi Shastri, uh, and he's is on the cover as well. Ravi Shastri had said when he landed. Before anything even began, he said that this will be the most challenging tour since World War Two, and it was.
1: <laughs> Very good. That is 5 p.m. on Wednesday. Come on down if you're in the Delhi area now. Andrew McDonald's press conference. Shall I do it in a 30-second summary? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was pretty good. I thought he he came out. He fronted up. He was uh, wasn't pulling his punches about the fact that the batting performances in the first two tests uh, hadn't been good enough. He didn't try to hide behind all of the sort of processes and methods language it did come up but it wasn't the, the main thrust of the uh, of, of the way that he answered the questions and he admitted the things that he didn't know uh, including why they've been so bad when when the preparation has been okay uh, so I don't know it, it, it's it's hard to know what to make of this I got the sense that he's uh, as bewildered as everybody else yeah. as, as to just how things have been so bad in two different innings, um, and but he but he was honest about the fact that he he thought that essentially the conditions and the opposition had got into Australia's heads and they'd it, it made them play not the way that they actually wanted to.
0: Yeah, and the one uh, term that he or one expression he kept using repeatedly was perceived pressure. He said, uh, yeah, maybe in Nagpur we fell to pressure, but here it was perceived pressure in terms of the pitch not really playing any uh, yeah. o- overwhelming tricks. And Australia were in such a big position. I think that came through a lot. I mean, Andrew McDonald, from the time I've started covering Australian cricket, one thing you do expect from him and it generally comes through his honesty. Like, he's very straightforward. He doesn't hold back really uh, even when tough questions are thrown at him and we saw a yeah. lot of them being thrown at him understandably and he expected that as well uh, to come from the Australian media and he knows what the backlash should be at home I'm sure he's seen all of it read all about it uh, and I think it was more disappointment to have lost this gra- great opportunity to uh, put India under pressure and-, and win a test match here. and let's face it for large periods of that game Australia were in front very rarely does that happen in India and very rarely does a team. Stay stay in front in India and not win as well. The few times the teams have won in India, you've seen, once they run away with the game, they'll make sure they just dominate. That's why when when India lose, the few times they lose, they lose by massive margins. Mm. Uh, And I think that's what Australia would have uh, been hoping for when they came to uh, the Ferocia Kotla on the morning of day three. Started well with that boundary from Travis Head and then we all know what happened. And and Andrew McDonald touched upon that. He's, he he said that peop, there were plans in place, individual plans, but a lot of batters went out there and didn't follow those plans. And, you know, it can happen. Unfortunately, it's happened twice in two weeks for Australia.
1: Yeah, I mean, that perceived pressure line was the most interesting for me. Basically, he's saying that, he, he said that, we, uh, that, that his team went out there in a good position and invented the situation where they were under pressure. You know, they gave India an opening um, and then panicked even though they were ahead in the game. So um, fronting up stuff without falling into the kind of bullshit, oh, weren't tough enough, weren't hard enough kind of, um, ex-player nonsense that we've been hearing and, and that we've, we've been hearing from a bunch of people who think that, you know, they should all be out there lifting some cinder blocks and getting hit with sticks to, to prepare them for the next, you know. I mean, there, there is a lot of nonsense that's been going around. So he's he wasn't saying all of my players are terrible and hopeless and so on, but he also didn't shy away from the fact that uh, there, there may be some players going home for non- medical reasons in the break once they work out what they want to do with the squad there may be reinforcements coming in a lot of updates from there as well Josh Hazelwood's ruled out of the series hasn't recovered at all he'll go home Cameron Green is fully fit and ready to go for the third test so there's that all-rounder piece they were missing Uh, Mitchell Stark well well, there was prevarication there where he said he could have played the second test but he might not have been fully fit I mean that it's one or the other surely but Mitchell Stark will be fully fit to play in the third test if picked. And, uh, and they did talk about his lower order batting being something that they want as well. Not that they're going to pick bowlers yes. for their batting, but that they do need to get more from the tail. They got a bit in the first innings here in Delhi, um, but not much in, in the other innings they batted.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. And uh, I think and he also admitted that it was a big gamble that they took by playing three spinners without Cam Green in there. Uh, and like you said, stark being available and still them going with the debutant spinner who just flown in from australia and matthew koonerman uh, uh, and you're right i mean look uh, not a lot of things have gone australia's way as well and we've seen it before for you to win one test match in india you need everything to fall into place everything to go right for you players being fit you seizing the moments catches being uh, grabbed and which is why i thought when kl rahul got out uh, flicking the ball onto short leg and it ricocheting to Alex Carey's into Alex Carey's gloves I thought finally Australia have something going their way and also maybe KL Rahul's run that he's had it was one of those things maybe it was more about KL Rahul than Australia
1: but but I thought Australia did get the rub of the green when they were batting in their first innings in Delhi because there were a number of line ball decisions that went their way umpires calls that went their way and so on that didn't happen in Nagpur but they did that that was part of what helped them get the opportunity to be ahead in the match and that's why it is such a waste when you've had the luck going with you to waste the opportunity and still not be able to win that game.
0: Oh no, exactly. That that's pretty much uh, uh, what the theme of his uh, press conference was, and even later on when he spoke to me for SCN. Uh, and, and you're right, yeah. I mean, it, things there were many points during this test match like when they had India down what 7 for 120 odd where Australia 139 139 to be, to be precise I don't know why I just remember <laughs> yeah. that that number so. the difference between a caller and a summariser yeah, I just had colour uh, so uh, and I think at that point Australia was so far ahead of the game that you wouldn't have expected India to get that close and to basically make it a one inning shootout uh, and again on the morning of uh, day three and like he kept saying he uh he said that because of the way travis said and manas labushay and batted late on day two for the first time he saw ashwin and the indian spinners spreading the field out and bowling defensively and i remember uh the, the wicketkeeper ks Bharat in hindi said Kuch alag karna padega, which meant that we'll have to start doing something different here so they had all that going away and then literally in, in in a matter of 20 minutes they just kind of completely threw all of it away.
1: Yeah, it, it was extraordinary. It was Australia's third worst nine-wicket collapse in oh. history. Um, the, the, the one of the worst ones was the Cape Town game yes, when when Vernon Philander did his thing. Um, and the other one was that strange test match against the World XI in 2005 when, oh, no. when Australia was setting declaration runs and... Um, through the bat and, and wickets fell quickly. So, yeah, an extraordinary sequence of events, nine for 48, that they ended up losing. Um, all of the stuff about sweeping, everybody's talked about sweeping, the fact they swept too much and so on. Uh, McDonald talked about the fact that Kawaja had scored runs with the sweep in the first innings. This, I think, to me, that's a little bit convenient. So I don't know how you saw this. I mean, so sometimes... Kawaja was safer with some of his sweeping because he did it from outside the line of the stumps. That was one thing in the first innings. Not all the time, but but some of the time. But also I thought... I thought he played a fairly risky first innings. It was it was it was entertaining and it was important in getting Australia ahead in the game, but he played like someone who was expecting to get out at any minute and needed to score quickly. Like there was that there was that tension as opposed to say the control in Peter Hanscom's innings where he never really looked like he was going to get out until he had to try to heave one over uh, the infield and, and got caught off the no ball and ended up being reinstated off Jadeja. But there was a, a notable difference in the sort of level of control between the Hanscom innings and the Kawaja innings.
0: Uh, I, I actually, um, for maybe the first time in our lives, I disagree with you. I thought Kawaja's innings was very crucial because. Uh, to score runs against these indian spinners Ashwin and jareja there is an element of risk that you have to take i mean if if that is your game which is what usman khawaja did
1: yeah. it, I... it was important but there, that element of, that risk was always there
0: no, the risk was always there, but I think it was they were all calculated risks because it wasn't just the sweep shots he played. It was there was this clear plan to maybe not attack Ashwin so much with the sweep shot and go after Jareja from very early on. And the number of times he hit a boundary of the first two balls in an over told you that like he wasn't just play. Uh, batting like there would be a ball with his name on it, so he needs to get runs quickly. There was a plan to put jareja under pressure early on, and you just go look at the scorecard or break it down. There were a lot of boundaries scored early on in his, uh, or early on in, uh, in the overs. And look, it took like this incredible catch from, like a free catch from KL Rahul to dismiss him, and that was arguably the best struck reverse sweep he had played all innings. So uh, he looked well en route to uh, 100 and beyond, and which is what Australia would have needed. But again, it's the, those things, There's those little things, right? Actually, not little things, big things. When you have someone on 80, you want them to make one seventy. And every time you've seen a team win here, it's generally happened when someone's made a big score. Joe Root with a big double 100, Kevin Peterson with 100, Cook with the 100, Steve Smith with all those 100s last time. Yeah,
1: which only helped them win one game in the end.
0: Exactly. Even after all that, they won one game. But at least they won one out of two test matches that India have lost in the last 11 years. Uh, it's quite an incredible record. And one thing Andrew McDonald did say is like, and I think Peter Hanscom, in my opinion, has provided a blueprint to a lot of others who don't play the sweep as well as C.N. Usman Khawaja does, or don't back themselves on the sweep, that you can score runs in other, other ways as well against these Indian spinners. Unfortunately, not many people have followed that blueprint so far. And I thought he got a really good ball in the second innings to which he, he got out. And his just natural tendency to open the face, which actually plays to his advantage most times in these conditions, but it can also be his downfall, like we uh, noticed here. So uh, there are ways that the Aussie batters have found out, but in that 90-minute period, uh, everything, all the planning, all the preparation seemed to have gone out of the window, and they just panicked. I mean, that's that's the one word I keep using all over again. It was just sheer panic. Mm.
1: They've got a long break before the third Test match. Pat Cummins has gone home with uh, an illness in his family and something that he must have known about. Yeah during the test match at least or, or perhaps even before the series that he needed to use this gap between the second and third test matches to go home so he's he's out of the country and we don't know any more about that and we're we're not really wanting to dig for details on that we'll we'll leave him to deal with his own situation but uh, Australia with a lot of thinking to do uh, and or maybe Maybe they need to not think too much. Maybe there's been too much thinking ahead of the first couple of test matches with all of the, test matches with all of the uh, the plans and the methods and I all of the rest know. of it. But I think that's enough from us. Uh, if you have just found the show, hello and welcome. We've had a lot of new people watching and listening over the last couple of weeks. Uh, people support the show and help us make it at patron.com/slash/the-final-word. And uh, if you want to come out and visit us in Melbourne. Go to visitmelbourne.com and you can find out about all of the good, lovely, pleasant things and ways that you can spend your time. They even have hotels with pools in them. You can bring your swimming goggles and have a dip.
0: Look, if you don't see me on the show next week, that that would mean that I have made a decision to jump into that pool and maybe get arrested after that
1: oh yeah you're, you're going to act out waltzing Matilda in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a full well that's that's the police coming before you get in the swimming pool this would be the police coming after you get in the sw- swimming pool we'll see how it goes uh, final word Keplin if my future questions the current that be the same we've been doing for centuries Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it right.